finished with the international break back to the good stuff and also a, you know some wildcard drafts that me and Piers can speak about because we've had a lot a lot of time to think about this over the last two weeks so you know actually we'll start with you Thomas actually so we've got a lot of wildcard chat we'll get ahead with later on is there anything that you can update with your team and because you wildcarded last week right yeah I wildcarded I'm so happy with my squad I like it um I need Newcastle to pick up some results, but they've got players coming back from injury. Uh, so I'm pretty confident Newcastle will go forward. Fulham might be tough to get a clean sheet, but I mean, apart from that, I'm not I'm not doing anything to my team. I'm holding on to a transfer. I think I'll be worth it, considering I don't have any Liverpool players to be worth holding and and seeing after Brighton if you know the international break's done anything for them, giving them a bit of a fresh start. So I'm probably going to hold, and I'm not going to do anything. I think teams looking. Um, it's a hard ben- uh, benching this week. I've got like maybe like Emerson Royale, Almiron, like Andreas. They're all like possibly could go in. Um, so apart from that, I mean, there's nothing else for me really. Honestly, your wildcard talk is going to be everything this episode. Yeah, I, I was going to say. So I think you said before that you've got the double Newcastle defense, Pope and Trippier. I think one of the main main things that have changed from game week eight wildcard to game week nine wildcard is just one Newcastle defender. And I think Nick Pope has kind of gone off the radar for most people's wildcard teams. I think, uh, I mean, not not necessarily because Newcastle are terrible, but uh, I think basically just because there's other options now available. Like that, I think that Bournemouth at home game was kind of seen as just a guaranteed clean sheet, which it didn't really work out that way. Um, but yeah, I think PS, let's, let's work our way from the back. Who Who have you got lined up as your goalkeeper? Um, I've got single. I feel like everyone kind of has him. It's either between uh, uh, Nick Pope. Nick Pope just went right. just started. went right against Lipton. Okay, exactly. <laughs> you just completely, completely uh, different. Very well. Yeah. It's no, I, I think I think people have him or or Raya. Either one. They've got thirty saves or whatever this season. Um, I mean, I'd say I'd say the big 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 uh, game week nine goalkeepers being uh, Kaita. I think he seems to be the the big. Um, the big Twitter guy. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I, yeah, I've seen no, that a lot. You, you definitely could. Uh, they play Chelsea this weekend. So uh, this week, it's Chelsea, but after that, Leeds, Leicester, Wolves, Everton, Southampton. So um, yeah. I think yeah, also Ward, yeah. Ward plays, not, not not sure that Ward even starts really, but he plays Forrest. He's, he's, he's off. Exactly. He's off. If, you, if you want to... He's just a four-mil option. Ward at the start uh, for Forrest at home, they do rotate reasonably well yeah and I then mean, i've got oh wait sorry just on the guy to talk um lifted I've, I've seen that everywhere but the like, guys is honestly so poor he's just he's a typical he's almost like edison he's a six pointer like in that palestine he's not the bonus point guy and i hate it um i know and i do i do have memories i do have memories of maybe you being a little bit cursed by guys in the past I think, uh, <laughs> I think I, I I vaguely remember you had him like last year or something, maybe a year before. I, I had him, I had him for about two weeks, and he got benched right after I started. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I mean, you're gonna have what a five a five mil option and then Ward. I think the thing is 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 right. Like my my sort of thinking with it is okay. Pope, 
Pope at 5.3 mil. You can get Allison or Edison at 5.5 mil. And I think those two are almost guaranteed clean sheets. And I don't think Newcastle necessarily are. Um, and also their fixtures, Newcastle, Fulham away. We've seen Fulham have actually been a really good attacking team this season. Brentford, you know, they've actually been pretty solid as well. Man United, and then they got Spurs a game after that. It's not not the easiest, I'd say. I actually say, think so. I'm I'm kind of wanting to spread my money elsewhere, and I think a lot of people do want Crystal Palace in their defence in some capacity. So some people are going for like Gahey or Anderson, which is fair. I, I don't trust to double up on them. But uh, I think, yeah, I just think in terms of goalkeeper, like 4.5, again, there's such a small discrepancy between like the top goalkeepers and the middling goalkeepers that I'd, I'd rather, you know, hope for the best for Crystal Palace, even if it is six pointers, and put my money into attacking defenders rather than, you know, a Gahey who won't get attacking returns. Yeah, um, I think, yeah, yeah. so you're going to, so you, you you have a 4.5 and a 4.0, which I think everyone's doing unless they've got Pope, right? Yeah, I mean, to, I mean, to be yeah. fair, there's still guys like Jose Sarr or, um, let me have a look. There's, there's actually, you know what, I think there's actually some goalkeeper options, like Rea as well, we said. Yeah, um, he's he's tied for most saves this season with Pope. Yeah, I mean, Martinez, Villa have good fixtures, but I don't, I don't really trust Villa right now. West Ham, actually, yeah. Fabianski. West Ham have some really good fixtures. So I think, honestly, like, you can't really go too far wrong with a keeper choice right now. So it just depends on how you sort of want to spend your funds. Yeah, you just need a bit of luck on your side. In yeah, my opinion. I think, I mean, you, you can fall. Obviously, it's just typical fall the stats, FPL type stuff, and then just hope yeah. it all goes, all goes to plan. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I don't. I'm, I'm not. I'm not sweating the goalkeeper yeah, position yeah, as, think, yeah, as much as I am as say like the, the triple forward the position. Yeah. So, yeah. And then like I think go, moving up from that, I've got uh, in my back line at the moment. I mean, should we just do? I just tell you like. Um, do I just give away the whole team? Because like, yeah, we can, I mean, to be fair, realistically, we know the options at this stage. It's not. Yeah, and like everyone. I mean, Trippier, Reece yeah. James, yeah, Saliba. Yeah. Um, people are probably a bit iffy on Cancelo. I've seen that a little bit around. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then, and Patterson's still out. Yeah. He's, he's yeah, still he's injured. Out. Yeah. And so people are just going to re- replace him with like a cheap four mil option, like Nico Williams or something. Exactly. I feel like that's just, it's very template at the back line at the moment, apart from maybe one or two switches, as you mentioned before, like the Mark Gahey one. I think that could be a really risky think- play. I mean, I've seen I've seen people have really been getting themselves back into Liverpool. Uh, yeah, you got to you got to have those funds in order. So Trent, I think. so Trent, I've seen has been is been uh, getting quite hyped up by like the veterans, uh, like let's talk FPL FPL Salah. Those two guys, they're really bullish yeah. on um, on Trent. Uh, and then obviously, I think guys like James Trippier are like nailed in almost every team at this point. Um, yeah. Those Twitter guys are probably so they always do that. They just go bullish on like when players that are actually good, like Salah and stuff, go bad form and everyone gets rid, they all of a sudden go, Oh, get Salah back in. So they look smart when people do. It's like it's bound to happen there anyway. Yeah, um, they're, they're always, yeah, the veterans are always the most bullish when it comes to sort of like pushing uh, just like a, the old players who are always good. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I think I'm we'll get to is just like it's that trip is that front three i, I the dominic solanke's that hype train is just getting so obnoxious 
Mm. And I know that's now just going to come back and bite uh, me this weekend. Lip, I already know. Lip, I'm just jinxing it. Agree. You know what? I know, listen. I, I, I know, you know, Bob Pierce, I don't hate it. I really don't Honestly, hate it. Honestly, I, I sent I sent a message in the group chat a, a while ago, like, dissing this move. I can't, and... I can't remember someone, wait, Tom, someone's Twitter said this, but talisman with good fixtures, no matter what team, as long as they're not awful, awful as a player, is pretty decent. It's pretty decent. Yeah, the, the season, but he's the cheapest stuff. You, yeah, but he's injured. He's been injured. He, he's the cheapest stuff you get. Strikers. Yeah. He's I, not cheap. He is who you get. I mean, I was saying, is, if you wanted to do Tony and Metro and Alan in a front yeah. three, I think the question is what it comes down to is unfortunately I don't have the maths. But if you could sort of calculate how much he would be, how many points he'd have to get to be worth his price, right? So obviously you don't expect a lot from him. You expect maybe like two goals over those sort of six games. Is that enough to justify paying like 1.5 mil more than the cheapest defender? Yeah, so I think the main point with Solanke is just whether he's worth uh, 1.5 mil uh, 1.5 mil over like a 4.3 striker like Archer. Like, like Archer, is yeah, goals, yeah. Is two goals enough to justify the difference between like a 4.5 mil midfielder and like, uh, you know, bringing in, or not 4.5, like a 5 mil midfielder and bringing in Bowen or a Zaha or a Madison, you know, that extra money you can pump in, in midfield or defense. That's the question. I, I do like, I do kind of like the Bowen train that people are on. I just don't know if it's, it's just like he was that guy last year. Is he really going to be that guy again this year? <laughs> you know, he comes yeah. in, at, he comes in at eight mil. Yeah. 8.1. So that's, that's a lot of hefty cash if you can bring him in. But uh, yeah, I think. Solanke is probably that safer choice if you're if you're wanting like kind of a goal here or there, like no. at five point seven. But it's just I, I don't know. I, I feel like it's too, I feel like it's too risky, and it's just like you're trying to you're trying to play FBL. You're trying to beat the game. That's what okay. it feels like. I'm gonna ask you guys a question here. In who's am I currently in my draft, and then I'm gonna see if you can guess it. My third striker, right? Obviously, I have Harland and Mitrovic. I don't have I don't have uh, Solanke. I don't have Tony, and I don't have Wilson. Who who do you think I have? Don't tell me you have like Kai Havertz or something like that. I'll fucking yeah. kill you. Uh, that would be funny. I would, I would, I would <laughs> that would actually that would actually be such bad, but I don't think. Hon- honestly, Tom, I would quite like Kai Havertz because I think Stone. No, he's not Kai Havertz, but I do actually like him. I did have a look at him. I do. Who do you uh, have? Like Ollie Watkins that, or I mean, something? No, not Ollie no, Watkins. No, I mean uh, Julian Alvarez. I don't know. I'm just yeah. spitting out names. Antonio. Uh, probably, probably the Palace. Richarlison. It's got to be Richarlison. Nah, it's okay. I'll just say it's Pat Sandaka right now. So oh, that's right. Hey. So it's Nottingham Forest at home, Bournemouth away. I think are his next two fixtures. So, I mean, in terms of his, his uh, came back with a knock from international break, and um, I think there's some concern whether he's fit. So that's just what I'm monitoring, and <laughs> uh, so that's just what I keep an eye out. And yeah, I think in terms of his, if he can keep himself in the starting 11 for the next two games, he'll 100% be in my team. That's my sort of plan. Yeah, I mean, he's got, he's got five great fixtures coming up against Forest, Bournemouth, Palace, Leeds and Wolves. And I think so, I mean, not even necessarily... Honestly, it's just, it's just it's the rotation. That's the only thing. This is my thing. I've, I've had a look at my team and I'm probably going to uh, change Dakar because I don't make him a transfer in two weeks. Um, so I think either way, I'd only want him for those first two fixtures. But 
if I, if I if I guarantee he's starting for the first one, I think he'll 100% be on my team. I mean, I, I I like that differential quite a lot. Did you come up with up up with that on your own, or that was that was just you know your football oh, no, knowledge I've, coming into play? Yeah, I've been I've been on Daka since I've like made my wild card like two weeks ago. Yeah, so, no, Daka Daka makes sense. I, I I, yeah, I just good. it's just the what's his X Men's Tom? Well, what do we got there? Thomas Robinson, the expected minutes hero. Yeah, what, what are we looking at with expected no, minutes? I mean, like, he's, you're probably going to have him for a short term, but yeah. oh, yeah, you'll no, probably go at some point. There's a lot of forwards to get. But he's, no, for the next four to five game weeks, I think he's good for minutes. He's not even going to be on my team for four, four to five game weeks. He'll only be in there for two. So if, oh, I, can guarantee, if I can guarantee he'll be in there for... Forrest and Bournemouth. If I can guarantee he'll start against Forrest, not guarantee, if I can convince myself he'll start against... against uh, Forest, then he will home set be in my team. Yeah, uh, fair play, fair yeah. play. No, that's I actually I, like, I quite like Tom. That. Tom, you you might have sold me on that, mate. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I like. I mean, I like it. The only thing is just is his X Men. No, so this is the thing. I think you really have to if you've if you've done your team on FPL team, uh, mm-hmm. the website where you can plan your transfers ahead. I I would really recommend doing that because. You have yeah, I got fancy for Paul Scout. I need to put this in whatever, whatever yeah. you use because I just think it's so important with this wild card to plan your transfers realistically. Like it's so sad, but if you wanna if you wanna be, you know, ready with with bringing in the next because I think game week twelve or thirteen. So game week twelve is the blank, the Man City mm-hmm. Arsenal blank, and then game week thirteen, like the fixtures again. So you have to like be really prepared for um, for that. Yeah, I forgot to mention. I forgot yeah. to mention that about my team is that also with Liverpool is the whole Liverpool Man City thing. Um, oh, sorry, it's not Liverpool. Um, sorry, just I have three Man City players. So I, at some point, three maybe Man one City. Of the Man- many Arsenal? No, I've no Arsenal. So yeah. it, I, I could just bench all three, but I probably won't. I'll probably move someone out. Yeah, I assume um, you'll move uh, De Bruyne it, on or something. Yeah, yeah, that, that's a, that's in the cards. I'm expecting a lot from KDB in the next whole game week, so I feel like it might be really difficult to get rid of them, but. Um, we'll see. I think Salah would be a good option by then against even like going to Sterling or someone like that is fully on to. Um, depends where the funds will go there. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, no, that's fair. I think, okay, so now looking again into midfield, right? So, Pierce, I assume you have Madison and uh, and Zaha. They're sort of the sort of classic guys of the wild card. Um, um yeah, honestly, I. I don't have Madison in just yet. I've been just moving funds around and stuff. Um, but he, I have right now with my team, I have a space open and I have 8.7 in the bank. Right. Okay. So with, for one posi- midfield position. So that could go to Bowen. That could go to Madison. Go to- okay. So you're between Madison and Bowen right now. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I've got my midfield. Also, yeah. It's the only thing I'm thinking of. My midfield uh-huh. is Madison. Uh, Bowen and Zaha. So I've got all three of them. And oh, wow. You got all three. Fair enough. The PS, who do you have? Do you have Salah or De Bruyne? I've got De Bruyne. You got De Bruyne. Yeah. I've currently, I've currently got Saka, oh, Salah on mine. But, okay. you know, I like he's, he, he's not 100% to be there by, by the deadline. He's just, he's, it yeah, I, I, I've, I've liked seeing the De Bruyne play to then switch to Salah. Yeah. And what was it? Game week 13 or something. Like that. Yeah. My thinking, my thinking with Salah, right, is, I think with I don't have any Man City midfielders right now, but I think it's really easy to move to a Foden, a Bernardo Silva, yeah, be comfortable with that. Whereas with Liverpool, I think with with you know Thiago's back fit, 
Fabinho's back fit, Jota's back fit, um, you know, Matip is back fit as well. I think you can see, so they've got a whole starting 11 back fit and you assume <laughs> that they're going to come back to some good form. And I think with, if you want to bring in a Liverpool midfielder slash attacker, I don't think you could have any trust in Jota, Darwin, uh, even Diaz to start. I don't think you can trust Diaz to start right now. So if you want to go for a guaranteed Liverpool 90 minutes, I'd just rather put that 13 mil into Salah and just not have to think about it. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's, fair. that's fair enough. Yeah, I, 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 can't, I can't even argue against that. It's just, that's just very smart thinking. Yeah, no, no, like, but well, that doesn't mean that De Bruyne is a bad move at all. Like, I'm, I just, that's just my. No, no, no. Yeah, I, I just like, I just think Salah. It's not his year at the moment. Yeah, of course. I'm just going to myself again. Fifty-fifty, complete fifty-fifty, and it's just like that is a. Re- it's going to be a real season definer if either side of them uh, go explosive and the other side doesn't. Like, if Salah kills it and De Bruyne doesn't, that changes the season. If if De Bruyne kills it and Salah doesn't, again, same thing. So I agree. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, I really like Pierce. I, I quite bullish on. Bowen, I think. I just, I think West Ham's going to turn it around, and they, yeah. he was doing, he did well against Everton. He was, he was lively, but yeah. they didn't really, they didn't really produce anything. Um, so I, I honestly think that's a very good differential right now, at least for a few weeks. Um, but Madison and I think Zaha should be in wildcard teams. Um, yeah. yeah, I think Zaha's a different monster this year. Like someone, someone was saying it. I think like in the summer, like I remember a tweet out saying like. Zaha was going to be like, it was going to be his best year or something. I mean, like someone is saying something, I can't remember what for, but, and he's just had a ridiculous season so far. Um, he yeah, looks, so, he looks so sharp and the Palace team is good around him as well. Yeah. So it's not just, it's not just him doing all the work. He can get on the end of things and he's the more clinical guy. So they have to rely on him. So he gets into those like more advanced yeah. inside forward positions a lot. Nah, exactly. I think whether you're wildcarding last week or this week, Zaha was just such a no-brainer. Just his fixtures and his foot and his form, he's just got both of them. And it's like realistically, like I've even looked at his stats. When he just has both, he's just straight in the team. You know, he's good. Yeah. Um, um, so, I think Palace are definitely after the Chelsea game. Palace are definitely worth. Attacking. I mean, yeah, we, we spoke a little bit about Bowen, right? So I think the same thing. I think the same thing sort of applies to him almost. Where we saw last season, where he's like he really stepped up his game got what was it 17 goals and like 12 assists i think just this west ham team as well they've just brought in so much talent and you, again you just think that surely they turn it around uh like their attacking numbers even though their attacking numbers have been terrible you're you're more buying him in in the, their potential to be good not that they've shown anything uh but he has he has been lively he's taken like a couple shots in the box last game uh maybe you know getting a call up for england or whatever go away with the England team could do do some confidence. That's what you hope. That's what you tell yourself. Whatever, whatever freaking reason to tell yourself that someone's going to do well. Um, but yeah, I back. Yeah. No, I, I think as well. Honestly, from years of watching Moyes, he's he's always a good manager in the winter. Like I, I actually, it'd be funny if I looked like yeah. November to January of just like Moyes' results. I think he'd have a really good record. He tends to have a really slow start to the season and then pick it up. Um, but that was now you say that, yeah. Now you say that it sounds, um, that sounds about right, yeah. Um, and yeah, Tom, you said you had Martinelli, right? No, so I don't. Martinelli you is, don't. yeah. So I think so. Looking ahead at these Arsenal fixtures again, it's like Spurs, Liverpool, uh, leads away than blank. So 
my sort of hope here is again i know martinelli is really good and i i would have him in my team uh if there was an extra midfield spot but you've obviously got to give one up to get you know madison bowen and zahain so he's just the full guy unfortunately but in terms of losing his value my hope is that he blanks against spurs and liverpool and people sell him and then he, mm -hmm. i don't expect to get my full money back but i hope to get something back because you know i'll definitely be buying him back but the thing is is even still at 6.5 mil a starting winger for arsenal scoring goals playing really well i think that's still a good price even if even if i've lost some money that's still a very good price and it's own right yeah, that's fair. Um, yeah. And then I've still got, I did say uh, last week um, when Saliba scored the goal, I posted on Twitter thanking Saliba for his time with the club. But I've signed a new contract and he's definitely going to stay, I think. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, I like Saliba. I for, how, for how many games, Tom? How long is the contract extension? <laughs> he's still there. He's there for the Until World, World Cup. He's there yeah. until the World Cup. So... Yeah, I think, honestly, like, I kind of just had a look at my FBL.team and he rotates well with my midfield and defence and that he's still a cheap price. And honestly, if you look at, you know, you look at the other Arsenal cheap defenders, it's like uh, Ben White and Tommy Asu, who are both not nailed. So I'm, I'm more than happy to have him rotating because it just works well with my team. And instead of losing the value, because I think, again, he would be someone I buy back. So I'm using completely the same logic for a different outcome this time, saying that I want to keep his value in the team. Um, and yeah. yeah I, think, I, I like Saliba. I also think it's about time Arsenal start performing against better teams. So yeah, yeah. I think this could be a good, I, I don't I don't see them really getting smacked around on this run. But I also I'm not sure I see clean sheets because they'll definitely no, no, have no, no. So he doesn't he doesn't play for me uh, in, in my team right now unless injuries happen or whatever for Spurs or Liverpool he'll be playing Leeds Southampton Nottingham Forest which um, yeah. which are fine yeah that's yeah. exactly uh, that's why I like about Martinelli as well I think Martinelli is obviously still a decent option um, I think Pierce is worth is worth asking um, for both Chelsea and Everton I think both of them are on the up in my yeah. opinion for, and Everton you can hold on right now because their fixtures are really good but um, I think Chelsea's fixtures are great after Palace. Yeah. Uh, okay, actually, yeah, there, there's a few who, players I want to bring up to you, Pierce. Yeah, actually, yeah. I'm, I'm sure you're going to say. Who do you think, Pierce? So Potter played a back four of Chilwell, Koulibaly, Fofana, and Loftus Cheek at right back. So is that the behind doors game. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think, behind... yeah, there's not much you can take into that because because uh, yeah. I, I guess most of the players would have been away on international break. Yeah, the only big upcry from that or was like was just. Childhood and feature. Which let, is me, like... let me list off some players who I've been thinking about, right, for Chelsea. Maybe not necessarily my team, just because there's a risk, but Aubameyang, uh, Havertz, Chilwell, Cucurella, any of Mount as well, those five. I think those five have potential to be FPL assets. What do you think? Uh, uh, I'm, I'd say no to Havertz and Mount right now, just because they've both been pretty terrible in the Chelsea side, but that was side. It's just, it's it's such a gamble, and I can't really give a concrete answer. I do like Aubameyang, honestly, is a good differential to have, yeah. but I, I don't know necessarily how he's been playing within within training and in inter squad scrimmages and stuff like that, like behind closed doors. I haven't, I haven't heard anything 
from anyone on Twitter and stuff like that. So that, that'll be interesting. But I definitely think having Chilwell, Cucurella, Fafana, definitely, and Reese James are just like their must must haves if you're if if you're looking at Chelsea auctions. I think those are pretty safe. Um so what, yeah. what, what what formation is Potter expected to play? Is it still a three five two? Well it's like a four two three one or something. It's something weird. Okay. And so Conte's back in training as of Monday. Okay. Um, so it's just, it's trying to figure, it's trying to figure out how he's going to play that midfield as well. Cause I don't think if, if he can't get Jorginho and Kovacic and Conte all fit, he'll probably stick with a three, four, three, uh, or like that three, four, one, two that we go into. So I think it'll be, it'll be a little bit interesting. I do really like Raheem Sterling. I think that he's just a, a fantastic option. If you really want to go bullish, uh, on a yeah. team like that, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. no, I'm sure if you're. If you're wanting to make up ground, I guess with differential, he's he's a good. good I think he's that guy coming out of this this international break. He's gonna he's actually gonna surprise a lot of people. Yeah. So and and it's it's interesting because there was complaints on Twitter that uh, Potter had him playing at like left wing back. I didn't watch the game, but going off of like fairly reliable accounts and journalists and stuff, they're saying like, yeah, he was technically in the left wing back position, but he was playing. He was positioned as a left wing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. So, I think if he is he's technically a left wing back but you look at his like average position he who's still like the highest player up the pitch exactly and so I, I I I'm just saying if you want to get on it early on him now go for it I'm not doing it but if you want it like fair to I it did, I, I have to say I did have Mason Mount on one of my earlier drafts is he just completely ruled out like where is he playing like center mid um yeah he's gonna be playing in like yeah I think what was it for, for... He, he, um, and so going with any of the Chelsea risky because we don't know how we're, how we're going. And also, like, I think from journalists and Twitter accounts about like, uh, like us looking amazing going forward in like script or anything coming from like players' camps and stuff. Like, usually you hear stuff over international break from players that have stayed behind and that they're excited to get back to playing this way or they've heard from the team that they're playing this way. We haven't really heard any of that. And so it has me a little bit worried. Um, or maybe just Potter's key. But I haven't heard anything. Um, and it'll be interesting. Havertz, potentially Albamian. If you're feeling it, definitely Raheem Sterling. Yeah, no, fair enough. I'm, I'm Raheem. Raheem. Yeah, I think I think people say that's obviously be proven wrong, but uh, he just his numbers look good. Um, he's Chelsea's best attacking player. Yeah, no, I do. I really like, I like I like Sterling. And that was and that was under like a very average Tuchel side going forward. No, I do like I do like um, I do like Sterling, but the the small the kind of issue is is I think. You'd rather if he was like almost classified as a forward right now because there's less options there. I yeah, exactly. Right now, with the premium forwards, at least you have like De Bruyne, Salah, you know, Son's back in form. Um, you know, those three already are just a lot quite expensive. I think what's interesting though is with the Chelsea forward off Broja or Broja, uh, is supposedly going to be handed the starting spot. And he's been impressing Potter a lot recently. If he somehow just gets running and gets going and just kind of, I guess, keeps Aubameyang out the team for in some way, he could be such a cheap option for everyone. Because yeah. he's such an exciting player. And 
Potter's a big fan of him, even though AC Milan have been sniffing around uh, trying to pull him away. I think he could he could be very very interesting in a couple of weeks. Yeah, that's that's good. I, I think yeah, I think we'll, we'll be able to see. I think the thing is with his price though, uh, Brozier is not someone you have to force in. He's luckily someone we can give some minutes, give some time to, and then easily you can hop hop down to to Brozier because he's what, yeah like, definitely. 5.4, 5.3 or something. Yeah, for sure. I, I would love it if Brojo came an option. I mean, that would be just ridiculous. That's, and I it, would take, it would take a lot of people time to pull on him, and I'd probably go quite quick to a five point or something like that. Could use him as a budget as well. Like, even if he's getting 60 minutes and then he's getting 30. Yeah. On the Chelsea side for five point something, it could be all right. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, so we were just speaking quickly about how neither of us had Nico Williams. So what was your because I think with Patterson injured and Emerson sort of a rotation issue, um, why don't you have Nico Williams? Um, I think he's he's extremely overrated. I think Forrester just they just they seem too good to be true. I mean they do play Leicester Villa next four games. Um, and his number his numbers are good, fine. But he's only accumulated what? How many points? Thirteen points in eight games, minus one in one of those as well. Um, and so I just don't really see them like just popping off. Yeah. Um, I'd I'd rather go with like a Kufal who's only point three more expensive, but I think kind of a, a little bit more nailed on for especially yeah. for the Wolves, Fulham, and Southampton game. I think that he's that option for me. Yeah, no, for sure. So I think I I actually agree with you as well. I don't have Nico Williams in my wild card. Um, and it's not because I have Patterson or or um, Emerson, but yeah, I think it's because it's like, even though great, like he's a four point oh, I think he as much as a four point oh as Danny Ward is a four point oh in that like, yeah, he's the cheapest option for him. you can have him, no problem. But he, he's worthless because he's, zero, he's not going to get any points. You know, like I was speaking before about how I wanted Patterson Daka because he's playing Nottingham Forest, so it's for the exact same reason. Like Nico Williams is in a Nottingham Forest defense. So unless he gets himself attacking returns, which he could do over the season, there's nothing. He's like a, a decent going forward. I still, would, yeah. um, I still would like again with with defenders. We've spoken about this in the past. It's about clean sheets. Like attacking returns on top of that is great, but you want clean sheets. They're just they're worth way more because you get more clean sheets over the course of the season. Then exactly, the like, attacking defender would. If but if they don't get clean sheets, then they're not going to get many points. He honestly. Has ridiculous good numbers and he looks very good as well. He's high up, high up the field and he yeah. gets a lot of good, good positions. It's just like Forest are terrible. I just I got to see more from them defensively, like you said. So yeah, like I remember early in the season, like he was topping all of the sort of like uh, attacking numbers for defenders, like touches in the box, shots. Uh, so I mean, like of course, you know, maybe maybe if Forest sort their defense out, um, he could he could become a good option again. But yeah. I think for now, I'm happy to to spread, like spend another 0.3 million to get a more reliable defender. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah. So, who else? Um, who have you? So, PS, who do you have as your third striker option right now? As my third striker, I was trying to do Mitro, Tony, and Holland. Um, yeah. But I I do like the DACA play. Yeah. Um, so it's just between, I guess now you've kind of fumbled up my plans a little bit with DACA. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's just, I don't know. It's, 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 it's just, it's hard to let 
Tony or Mitro go. I think they're just such good options right now. No, for sure. um, my, my plan with Dak is if I if I don't see him starting, I will be bringing I'll, I'll bring in Tony. That's yeah, that's that's. I, I like that play a lot. So it's just yeah, it's just a we'll wait and see type of thing. Like yeah. going into like going into what, uh, going into Friday, just like see if anything comes up, and especially Saturday, early Saturday morning, kind of waiting around, see if I can get any sniff of news on, on what's going to happen. Okay, actually, do you know what? I've got one more player as well I want to bring up. So I, I actually don't have Andreas as well. He's not in my wild card. Oh, I have him. You have him. I, and I assume... Yeah, I do. Just because he's 4.5. 4.5, exactly. He's 4.5. So I don't actually... Oh, he's 4.6 maybe now. So I don't... I don't yeah, have 4.6. Much. And I know he is a decent, decent going forward. Nothing special. But I think my sort of plan with him is now I've spent that point one more on, um, on Bailey. And I think just because... Again, I've sort of worked it. Like, if you look at Bailey's fixtures, it's Leeds, Forest, Chelsea, Fulham, Brentford. And, um, yeah, I just like those fixtures. And he rotates well with my team. And I think for that point one more, he's a bit more explosive. That's my sort of thinking. Yeah, that's, that's totally fair. Yeah. I, I, actually, don't, I actually don't mind bringing, keeping by or whatever. I think that's actually... She decent in that for the international break. Uh, yeah. He's kind of unlucky to not get a goal. Yeah, so, but, I, yeah, I think I think, I think think that's actually a, a safe option. A lot of people are kind of like, uh, they got a bad taste in their mouth of them from starting off early in the season. So yeah, that, that could pay dividends. No, you're not, not tempted by a five midfield at all? Uh, who? You're not tempted by like a heavy five midfield? Um, in terms of like, I, I think the thing what I'd have to do there is... Um, I'd probably have to upgrade uh, Bailey, right? Which I can do after game week 13, which is like, I think, so I think that's my plan right now. Is like, I'm not like, obviously, there's a lot going to go on. So hopefully I can stick to my plan. But I think right now, up until game week 13, it's just going to be the form and field. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah. I do this too. I quite like the wild card this week, but uh, my team's not very different from it. So I'm happy. I'm, at least I'm happy that nothing's changed drastically. Oh yeah, yeah. Like it's it's little changes, um, but yeah, definitely no major injuries. Like if a Harland injury happened, something like that, then you know teams would be ripped up and all that stuff. Um, so yeah, obviously, you know it's nothing's changed too drastically. So it's actually worked out decently well for you. Definitely. I think, I think, yeah, I think, I think we're all kind of like in a good spot, especially like with our teams. And I think with our wild card draft, it's just those those last minute tweaks, like, you know, the knee jerk reactions we're gonna be we're gonna be seeing all over Twitter and Reddit and stuff like that. It's just oh, gonna yeah. like we like I could we there could be a thing where like a big announcement comes out that X Y Z is not playing, and then we're just like, oh my days, you gotta do something. Exactly, I think so. I, I've kind of been sitting on this wild card draft for like a week now. I haven't touched it, and. But I can imagine. I think it. I mean, it's press press conferences press conferences tomorrow as as usual Thursday, and I can see if there's you know some major news such as you know like a Mitro's out for the weekend or you know Dakar's out as I said, then yeah for sure I'll I'll have some late changes. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. Okay. I think that's uh yeah I think that's everything. I think we've got all the wild card uh, summed up. So cheers, lads.